Welcome into Inside LAFC. MVP, Max and Vince. We will not be deterred. Little Orphan Annie once said the sun will come out. And it kind of has here in lovely eastern Los Angeles. How? How did you do that? That was That's some incredible like voodoo broadcaster magic. You, you start out and you somehow just seamlessly Little Orphan Annie. Yes, we came in LAFC training. We know we're all disappointed after what happened Sunday, but seeing things and knowing how life moves forward, we're excited about the second half, and we will talk about it here. We'll break down the LAFC Leon game. We'll we'll see where it went wrong, and maybe if there's some things that could have been done differently, and we'll just recount the incredible day that was provided thanks to being in a Champions League mm -hmm. final. And if you're feeling a little down, we'll also talk about the future by having Nathan Ordaz on, yes. which is a very good, good interview. Good spin. Very good to talk to him. He's obviously getting more minutes. I think we're going to see more of him. But uh, I will say this, uh, probably my second or third time talking to him, each time I talk to him, it's like as a person, he's he's becoming more and more assertive. And so it just he goes is. to show you, man. He's a good guy, and you can see him processing it all. You're going to enjoy that interview coming up ahead. It'll all start as we'll break down every Thing that was done or said Sunday night at BMO Stadium, the Champions League final, our post-Champions League final show inside LAFC MVP starts right now. All right, Vince, in the uh, words of the uh, great Jerry Reed, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there, so let's get right into this about the uh, the Champions League. And let's start with the results. It was uh, what went wrong, what yeah. could have gone, what have happened, certainly with what we saw on Sunday night. I, I want to say one thing about it, because I know people were brought up and was asked to Steve right after the game about the lineup and mm -hmm. He saw an opportunity where they think we, we could do it. Uh, I think this is true in sports. If it pays off with that lineup, he is a hero. He gets carried out of the stadium for right. this. If it doesn't, you, you're going to leave yourself open to some criticism. Would it have been different? I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I think it's worth talking about. To me, the way it looked in the first leg and the second leg, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a team in championship mode, and there was, there was that just wasn't meeting those things that were required. Yeah. And, and I think it is – some of it's fair, some of it's not, right? I mean, the, the one thing the coaches can affect really more than anything, or at least the stuff that we can see, because really their work is done here. Yeah. Day in and day out, training, the philosophy, all that, the, the dressing room, keeping guys motivated, that's, that's the real work. But when you come into a game, it's the lineup selection and your formation, and that's where everyone's going to hammer you on. My, my take on it was this, and I wrote about it because I, uh, the, the big topic was tactics. Obviously, Timothy Tillman said what he said, and, and uh, we pointed out, and I'm sure that everyone that's watching to us or listening to us had already heard this, Marco Garza said something similar, and no one hammered him. Um, there was this, there was this uh, and it's very real. Okay, I will say this. It is very uh, real. And Tim had to, had to eat some crow, and I think, you know, Steve has to, because, the, because of making such a, a somewhat drastic move there, but he saw it as the best bet. He knows his team better than anyone. But I think that's in play, but I, just to finish your thought about that. Well, yeah. I'll go back to what Steve did, and I, and I think that it's still you can criticize or whatever, but I think it's a it's a little overblown because he he put out a team, he put out a formation. First twenty minutes, actually first two minutes, they create a chance. Yeah, they score that chance from exactly a wide area. From a wide area, from from a quick transition, from a direct play. Bogush gets uh, cheeky loose, um, which never would have happened if they weren't playing with wingbacks. Cheeky, cheeky sends that early ball. Uh, Buanga is eight, ten yards out, middle of the box. Goalkeeper at his mercy, doesn't even get a boot on the ball. How different the game, entire game could have been. But that's a would would have could have should have right. But they right. still. But it would have been different because the intensity of Leon was so high. Mm -hmm. There, the way they were locked in, and if you allow a goal at that moment, it's impossible. Absolutely. To keep that at that level, you and, have to be utterly disappointed. And so we would have said genius if he scores, <laughs> right? But I, but I would go beyond that. The, for the next twenty minutes, I thought that for the most part. Territorially, LAFC was in Leon's half. They weren't creating big chances per se, but they were able to stem whatever Leon was doing in that first game. We didn't see any kind of uh, odd man rushes, things like that. So I think the formation worked. But then Leon makes an Leon makes an adjustment, and I think Davila, Mena started coming more inside. They started overrunning. So then Steve then at halftime makes another adjustment. So I, I think what I think what we're missing is coaches are supposed to make adjustments, and both did back and forth. Ultimately, though. Leon comes in with a 2-1 lead. They get the goal. They get to dictate 
the you know the way the game is going to be played out. So I, I don't think it was a mistake, um, no. per se. But I just think the teams are going to naturally change. I mean, we would have hammered if if they would have gone out there with five in the back and scored three goals. We would have hammered, I guess, the Leon manager, no matter what happened, saying, ah, oh, you didn't get it right, but maybe he tried him and just, it just didn't work. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work. I think that's my overarching picture of this, and that's why I brought up tactics again. I, well, the shocker, I agree with Steve here, but like, I don't think it was about tactics. It wasn't. I, that that Leon team, well, what's wrong with saying that that Leon team were beasts? Like, they, I don't think I've seen a team that has covered every inch of grass at BMO Stadium like that team did. Yeah. Like physically, the output, mentally, the output. I mean, I get it that you don't want to say, look, that's all they are. They're all just physical. They do have tactics, and they are smart players too. But can we talk about the fact that they were incredibly physically, and that was uh, probably uh, the – Incredibly physical. Yeah, uh, yeah, incredibly physical, but just in their physical output, like how quick they no, were. No, I, 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 I was stunned. I was like, they always have two guys marking everyone, and it's just this – constant work rate where they never felt like they, they left the gap open. They were filling passing channels. I mean, that was a frustrating part. We were seeing LSU trying to put through balls, and they weren't. And that LAFC has to be sharp in those situations. But, man, did Leon make that Nothing difficult. was clean. For, other, for 180 minutes, they played that Yeah, way. other than that opportunity two minutes in, that was a pretty clean chance, right? You didn't have a guy, like, bearing down on top of you. It, I mean, it's a tough chance, but it was pretty clean. But you're right. After that, I felt like every single pass either had, like, a toe on it or it a guy good. pushing you or – or, or the guy receiving it had a guy already on top of him. And I, I just want to point out, and as much as, and I said this in my story after, as much as I love tactics, let's not forget that they're just a layer. They're just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Tactics don't trump all. And so if a team does go out there and, yes, they have decent tactics, which Leon does. Their coach is a good coach, as, as everyone's pointed out. Uh, Lacrimon, is, he's, he's, he's going to be an up Very demonstrative on the, on the sideline. non well, the, stop. I'm glad, I mean, he was having conversations on the sideline with players, and I could tell you because I was right behind. They weren't listening. He's just having a conversation with himself. But uh, horses for courses, I guess. You know, it's. I'm well. I'm glad you pointed own. this out because this was a big takeaway for me. If he didn't think that their physical output wasn't a big deal, then why the hell is he running up and down the sideline as if he's playing the game? Yeah. You're right. He was in it. A guy would uh, make just the, the most like menial tackle, but he would get in there, he'd break down space, he'd get on a guy, and he would cheer them and get up. And he, I mean, so clearly he thought the physical output was a very, very important aspect of that game. So again, I, I, I understand what it's like to have a team where you, you just say, oh, they're all physical, we don't, they, they're not smart, they're a bunch of donkeys. That's not the case, but tactics don't just, they're not just top just because they're tactics. Right. You have to have it all. And I think the word when they say five in the back is very misleading. It's not a defensive formation. It's not a defensive formation because uh, you know, people go, hey, they have one forward. But they're, they're technically playing with three. Uh, Cheeky and Sergi were offensive players by and large. Yeah. I mean, Cheeky was in that half. I mean, they both were. In with possession, so he was, was looking three, to see two, that five. space there. So to give you an idea of what he might be looking for. Yeah. But no. I think that's something there's like this semantics part. Of, five in the back. It's not. It's not five in the back. It's just kind of filling that space. But, you know, uh, again, like, I mean, he uh, – that's going to be with Steve because it's it's something that he did that was against what they did in the game. I don't think we look at this and say, hey, did LAFC lose this? This is Leon grabbing the ring. Uh, this was a team – you look at the process. This team has been peckering – I don't know if that's the word – hovering – Peppering. Why are you making that word. face? <laughs> it's just an interesting word. I don't peppering. Know. Peppering. Yeah, that, that's what you meant. I should have. I should have just said hovering. Uh, but they've been right at that top line to win this, and they haven't. Uh, last year, they got the doors blown off of them mm-hmm. by the Sounders. Uh, you look back at 2020, and LAFC was Leon, right? They were like locked in, not losing it. You wish that LAFC could have been like that, but this is sports. It doesn't happen. Leon weren't that team a year ago. Leon weren't that team. They were Sunday night, and I, I would give them all the accolades because at the end, you're like looking for, oh, what a bit. I go, that was first class, mm-hmm. grabbing the moment, getting your hands on the trophy, saying, I hate to say this because it's, it's not through sports, we're winning this trophy or we're dying on that field. Yeah. We, figuratively it, speaking. No, this uh, is us celebrating, Leon. They, they got out the blocks they and they said, we're never turning back. From the back. opening minute. We're, you're not going to catch But that's hard us. to do. You can't it just is. go, hey. We're going to be more intensely. That doesn't happen. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Like physically, mentally, uh, leadership. You have to have a team that's together. That's what I'm saying. It's just a piece. And Leon had more of the pieces of the puzzle together. Let's just put it that way. They had more of the pieces. And then on top of it, they they looked. We, we made a big deal about them not playing since May 7th. 
they didn't look they looked like a they team used in rhythm. That time they were completely fit. Um, and then the, and then on top of it, they have some incredible players. Victor Davila is a guy that I, I really like the way he was playing. Mena's a great player, but he's, a, he's a, I, the fact that he did that, it is, I mean, he's not a, a yep. young player. Uh, Gota didn't face enough, but he, he always felt so secure back there. Uh, it was Dioyo who had that goal, had that crazy celebration. It was like he had his arm back and they were holding. Did you see that? Yeah. It really made me, it was like, what is that when someone can bend their arms? Uh, double jointed. A con, uh, contortionist. Oh, contortionist, yeah. It looked like that a bit, but it was well taken. Uh, they had that moment and they seized it, but it was just everyone with complete effort. Um, who was the, the player who had to put the swim cap on? Is the Argentine player? It wasn't Ambrice, right? No, no, was it? No, maybe it was. I'm sorry if I forgot it because I was watching the game. I have to rewatch it at home in peace. But uh, he came out and he's just with, with his swim cap on after this major head trauma, just diving at balls. It was insane. Yeah. So I mean, we're not a lay on podcast, so we're not going to go in depth about. No, but they had a lot. Of we good, have to give a them lot, their a lot due. of good performances from top to bottom. They had top performances. They had right. more of their players showed up uh, in the moments that they needed them to be. They executed. They kept their composure, and like you said, they they got out of the blocks hot, and they just. They were never going to stop. Remember, they ran Tigres in that second leg. So for me, when I watch sports, and we're all with LAFC, and it's hugely disappointing. I feel still feel disappointed. I'm going to feel that for a while because it was a two-year process to get here. Mm -hmm. You had to qualify. You had to be good enough to get in the tournament. By the way, it's the Champions Cup now moving on next yep. season. So LAFC's want to get you want to get back in there, but it's a process. And then you got a round of 16 quarterfinal, and they got all the way. It's it's it's. It really is a bitter pill to swallow to get that far and finish second. You know, the old Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. It almost feels like that. It's like we, we went through all of that, but uh, it was certainly worth it. But it's a process to get there. And uh, um, because of that, I have more respect for Leon. And I look, I'm very satisfied. As disappointed as I am, I'm very satisfied to say that was the best team. They deserve it. If something went haywire and LFC lifted the trophy, I might be sitting here going, it, that, it should have been Leon's. But yeah. they made sure we're not having that conversation. That's an excellent, excellent effort. Let's talk about uh, the day that was. Mm -hmm. uh, it was absolutely magic, man. And I kept saying to myself, and I, I don't, the Champions Cup, I won't be able to say this anymore. There was a Champions League final for the first and last time. <laughs> well, not the first, but in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And we were going to it, and you walk into that stadium, and it was intense. And you say, I don't want this to end. Yeah. I don't want this feeling to end. I know it's going to end well. However it ends later, it's going to feel empty because this was part of our lives, talking about it, projecting it, preparing to watch these games, and it was going to end either way. But I wanted to soak that all in, so I walked around the stadium a couple of times, saw a lot of supporters, went in there, some of the suites, said hi. It was magic. You see Dr. Dre there. Yeah. I mean, is, that, is there a bigger Los Angeles icon? I mean, we had Snoop Dogg, but really, he, he comes off the Dr. Dre tree. Right. And uh, I just—I'm not qualified to say one way or another, but Dr. Dre is a big, big. That fan. is top shelf, and he looked like he had a, a, a great time. He was with some of the supporter groups, the 420. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Where it was. We and I will never forget. I was lucky enough to be kind of on the north end of the stadium, northwest side. So I was here. 3252 is here. Very nice CONCACAF pregame show. Mm -hmm. Dancers, music—it made it the feel pyro big. was pretty rad. I, I enjoyed that. Made it feel big, and then to turn over and see the Mortal Kombat Tifa, which was perfect, and then the noise. It felt like you were in a Hollywood Sissel B. DeMille, sorry about the dated reference, production, because they did it bigger back then. And then the smoke and the sound. Right. And you're like, bathing in it. I was like, this was such a visceral reaction that I will never forget. So thank you uh, for everyone who made that feel just immense and I don't want to go without saying what also was the push over the edge the whatever amount thousand Leon fans maybe more in the stadium the thousand more that I saw driving up big throngs of green shirts that showed it was like visiting final I spoke to some of these fans this guy said I came in uh, from Mexico uh, to see this and it, this is you know a great moment for me I go good for you good for you and also gets to think, and this is, you know, this may be the company line, but for LAFC, which we all support, they get to host this game. They did a really good job of it. Everyone was happy. Everyone was there from CONCACAF, U.S. Soccer, Liga MX, both uh, the commissioner and uh, the president there of Liga MX, the eyes of two, three nations, 
of, of North America, through all the countries that are involved here in the CONCACAF Champions League, there is a there is a dollar sign attached to having it in the stadium, in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are staying at hotels. It's everyone. LAFC is seen in such a great light, and it was from obviously starting with the supporters. But when you think about what that does, that's a huge win, and people are really are content what this could do. You would like to do it again, and that's going to take quite a while. But that was uh, for me. It it felt as big as the moment you would hope it would feel like. You can't not look at that final and think if you're from somewhere else around the world. It's not a big time. Like it's not big time, and the your really your first shot, thought should be how do I how do we make that happen where we are? I want that all around all around MLS. They should want that all around Mexico. They should want that. I mean, naturally, that's the kind of the beauty of this uh, contest when it does happen to be an MLS team versus a Liga MX team is like you're gonna have fans from both teams in in the stadium and I think that's a beautiful thing and I think I mean I don't generally speak for supporters because they they do the speaking themselves but I think that they probably look at that and go MLS why can't we have more instances where the two supporters are in in the same stadium and there's the pageantry MLS why can't we have the smoke and the pyro and all the things that we had like don't didn't you love that like let's figure out a way to work together and I, I, I just I think that the lesson from that is if I'm speaking from a perspective of an MLS fan is like find a way to recreate that we almost week in and week out because if we if that it's a was a big job but it would be it was it is a big job but if that's what is going on and we know that it happens when LAFC plays Galaxy but what if we get to a level where another rival like a Portland LAFC game looks like that you know like how this incredible was, uh, would yeah, that this, be yeah uh, this better than any LAFC Galaxy uh, um of course. atmosphere without yeah without question it was it was it was pretty stunning, and I would say this about Leon too. Everyone says, "Imagine this is Chivas or America or Cruz Azul," and I go, "Leon." Sure, I mean, well, how many more people would they do? Because there was a lot of Leon people, right? And you can put somebody in the stadium, and it was it was really impressive on My, that front. My uh, favorite moment, which is not a good moment for LAFC fans, but uh, at the end of the game, right before like the final kick, a ball went out, it was a goal kick. And Cotto goes to get the ball, and two Leon fans happen to be back there, and they're the ones that caught the ball. Yeah. And so the guy's handing the ball to Cotto, but he's like, he's got, he's got his phone out. He's like, I want to take a selfie at the same time. And so Cotto's like, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're not in a hurry here. He takes it, and then he goes, he eventually just goes, pushes the ball back, goes, Hold on to that. Uh, and then the referee I wish I saw that. And then the referee's like, What's going on? He goes, <laughs> they took the ball. What do we want me to do? It was it was one of the funnier moments. I love the it, it didn't people matter. Get, people are in up in arms and you know maybe some uh, more stretchers excessive than stretchers. Ever, more stretchers than I think I've you seen. You get your in a nose in time. front. You get to dictate the game. You get yeah. to dictate the game, and that that is that is true. And and it made a difference because there was ten minutes of stoppage time in the second half. There was a big injury, obviously, with Aaron Long involved. There was a lot more than three minutes stoppage time in the first half, but oh well, uh, Leon were able to manipulate that. I would do it if I was them. It's We're just going to have to find a better way to do it. It's not a gentleman's sport. We could pretend this is a gentleman's sport, but when push comes to shove, you want the trophy by any means necessary. Not any means, but a lot of means necessary. I got the thumbs up from Yuli on that. No, you gotta, again, credit to Leon. Like they, they used everything at their disposal. They did. It was so comprehensive. They said the entire toolbox. We are winning this. I was. I actually now think about it. I've been really impressed about it. So, but... And now LAFC can see how, how that is done. Mm-hmm. They get a good look because Leon was on the other end of this. Um, and I think it was also good to see how the, the back and forth, uh, League MX, this was like a, a badge of honor. And for Leon to beat the league and the club that, uh, the league that won it a year ago and the mm-hmm. club that was heavily favored here. You asked a question. Now we have all of that in front of us. You asked a question to Steve afterwards, quoting the... Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was asked if his season was a failure after his top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Miami Heat, who, by the way, might win the NBA Finals at this point. They are still there and uh, all tied up. Uh, well, they look at a failure, and he answered, and he goes, no, it, there's you can't, um, uh, with all those things you do, you never look back and say that. And I don't think any LAFC players should do it. Maybe their status as this conversation of where they reside as the greatest MLS Cup takes goes down a rung or two. Oh, well. But will, this was still should, right? an incredible. I mean, you 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 imagine when this wasn't there and it was here. Um, well, what is, what is the shame in not being able to become the greatest MLS team of all time, right? Yeah. So like, you're you clearly got close to it to the fact that people were actually talking about it. It's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be something it's that like you, you can you can lose and get away with. 
And I, I'm fascinated by this idea of failure and the way we talk about it. Because, you know, as fans, I get it. You, the moment happens, you're upset, you, you wanted it, you, and you really gave everything you could. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can't kick the ball. You can't do any of those things. You, you just give your heart and soul to this. And then when it doesn't, come, doesn't work out for you, you're devastated. But I'm, I'm just so intrigued by how athletes talk about it. Because I think that in a lot of ways, even though they don't show it, I think the players take it way harder than we think. But they don't allow themselves to then say the word failure because they can't. They and then you would not can't. be a pro, you would not be a pro athlete. You, you would can't. not be able to exist in this um, ecosystem if you let this get to you. If you come here and that we saw them training, and by and large they were unaffected, they were getting back to work. If you were there moping, uh, this is not for you. Yeah. You cannot you cannot excel because the greatest athletes know how to digest that, process it, and move on, learn from it, and put it into the memory bank and build. And also, if you call it a failure, then what was um, then what are the white caps walking around saying? They didn't make it to the final. What are what is Philly saying? Are they they're more failures, less fa- like? Is it the worst failure to reach the final? Like, how are you the failure when no one's talking about? Philly didn't make the final. That's the most bitter situation to be in to get in the final. Yeah, and so, but so that's you where you put yourself in that situation. Right. And that's where I think we have the most we have to have the most complex conversations. Failure is just too binary. It's a failure. No, come on. You made it all the way like like Steve said, for 18 months this team has given fans a lot of joy, played a lot of good football. They've had disappointments in other areas along the way. They managed to pull out that MLS Cup, obviously the supporter shield. This was just one step too far, but is it a failure? No, the fact that they're there still puts them in lofty, uh, in a lofty level. But yeah, they're not not the greatest MLS team of all time. Okay, I mean you get a chance to go do that again, and other teams are going to have the chances to go uh, and do that. That's always going to be something you're going for. Just because you don't reach it, doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means you're not the greatest. Well said, Vince. Well said. All and, these people are like, Vince is a loser. And, uh, <laughs> but like you said, they gave a lot of great memories. So let's. Uh, what was your great? Fa- Best memory. I'll give you mine really quickly because I just, I had one plan, but I, I pivoted here really quickly. Okay. Um, when they went to Alajuelense and Steve Trunlo was asked how you're approaching it, he goes, we're going to go down there to win. I was like, wait, <laughs> that's not how it works here, pal. So you don't know you go down there and you you, you, you wreck it up and you, you yeah. get a Even the U.S. national team doesn't back. travel to Costa Rica. Nobody well. does that. They went down there, clearly played to win, and then they got, was it the Buanga hat trick? And then I was like, okay, they mean business. Uh, and they did that again uh, in Vancouver uh, to a lesser degree in Philadelphia where they maintained it, got the goal. They were road warriors. Even at Leon, I mean, we can't look. I mean, they were <laughs> he's like waving me off. It wasn't a great one there. But obviously for me, the round of 16, showing you their intentions, yeah. uh, when you're going against the book on how you're supposed to do it and doing it in brilliant fashion, uh, and not to mention another great no, moment a- for LAFC supporters yeah. down there, uh, having to leave early. <laughs> I know. I think that's a great safety. point because you and I both we kind of we're like, really? Like, no, shouldn't you yeah. just go there? Maybe get a one zero one one. I watched Philadelphia we'll the night before, before and they did that. Right. I forgot. I think they were playing in El Salvador, and they said we're gonna be very cautious here. Yeah. The yeah to go out there in every road contest and go. No, we expect to win. We just want to set. We want to set the table so that when we come home, we can just close the door. And they did for most rounds. It was pretty incredible. I, I for me. Um, and uh, it's going to kind of go back to what we were just talking about in the previous segment. Uh, Danny Buanga was incredible. Yes, he misses the, the biggest chance in the second leg, but that run uh, of goals and, and the way in which he scored them, they were all high, like, diff- high difficulty goals. Um, and then the fact that he was doing it while scoring a ton of goals in MLS, like that, that to me is incredible. I think the, the biggest, Denny's run and then just LAFC's run in general, the fact that we didn't have to go and slug out MLS games during this that we actually got to go and enjoy those games and see them play well I think that's been the most fun and most incredible thing to me is to be able to watch LAFC and go yeah yeah we're all in on the Champions League but also we're going to win league games yeah that was awesome it did it changed the narrative I mean imagine what it would look like if they win it obviously they didn't but they're very serious about getting back on that horse and pursuing these big targets but uh this is all very new and uh it was it's good to see uh um, it unfold the way it did with the exception of the final that's, Did you have one? That's, that's tournaments. No, that was mine. My, mine was the, the, the run. No, no, the run. The, the run. Okay. No, just the, just the the fact that they they gave it their go. Kind of snuck that in there. I thought you were piggybacking oh, me. It's kind of no, no, no. you kind of have to make a big announcement with music. It's going. Okay. Here is Apologies. my well, takeaway. Luckily, I edit it, so we'll see what happens. We'll have trumpets yeah. and all kinds of 
I know some people are also saying, oh, look, they, they had to step up in class. They face a Mexican team in the final. Well, you know, Philadelphia, to me, uh, was Philly a looks pretty good right now. And they now. beat Atlas, who standings-wise were right there with Leon. And um, they took care of them for, to make that semifinal. And Philadelphia, I think, uh, uh, again, is a big... Again, stating the obvious, too. Oh, go figure you had to step up in class when you played in the final? Of course the team that you're playing in the final is the best team that you'll face through the whole thing. Yes. Come on. I know, but look, and Leon didn't, I mean, didn't get tested either until the semifinals. I mean, to, with with the idea of a, a big name from one of the two big leagues there. Leon got to the final by beating the team that won the Mexican League. Yes. That was in the semis. I'm talking about round of 16 no, and but quarters. It, yeah. But what, I'm, what we're saying is, like, this, it's a good team. Yes, they did it. They deserved it. So uh, it was... Uh, We'll get back at it uh, now, right away. And right we, away. we spoke to Steve uh, a little bit before we started recording. And, you know, I, there's a, that cliche, go, hey, you know, it's always good to get a game, get that out of your system, which is what it is. And he kind of looked at it and said, yeah, that's what. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you want time to absorb it, but they don't have, regardless of how you feel, you got to get back in it starting Wednesday against Atlanta United, which is a big matchup um, because these are the two expansion teams that had success immediately mm -hmm. and kind of messed it up for all other expansion teams, although St. Louis City are doing very well. Austin kind of got it going after year two. Uh, there's pressure to right. be an expansion team, more so than ever before. And, and there's a blueprint. If you want to be successful, it's there when you start with a blank slate. They've both won MLS Cups, so it's a big deal. Um, it's going to be a, a little of the luster off of it because – LAFC is coming off here, and they have to really manage what's going to be a very busy month of June. And then you have the League's Cup, which they mm -hmm. get a shot at some uh, Mexican clubs. We won't talk about that yet, but it's fun to – I think it adds a little bit more flavor because of what happened on Sunday. I think that tournament gets a little bit more of a boost from LAFC's perspective. But this June thing, and look, they've managed to stay above water. They have games in hand, so they're not going to really go too far down, but they are going to have, have to get points out of this. A lot of games. Six games in June. They have 12. Most teams have played 16 or 17. They've played 12. Right. And they have six games in June, and if you want to consider the fact that then another game comes on July 1st, and then July 4th, like, it doesn't stop. It's nonstop. And I think one of the things that we'll be talking about going into this game and maybe coming out of it is just the kind of the toll that the Champions League took. I mean, we saw what happened to Aaron Long. I would imagine he's going to be out for a little bit of a spell. Sergi Palencia comes out of that game. He's going to be out for a little bit. So now you're, you're not just cobbling together a team emotionally, but you're doing it somewhat physically. Uh, one good thing that we did hear from from Steve was that Giorgio is fit and he's excited to continue uh, getting on the field. So that that could be a, a plus to this team. But they're gonna things are gonna look different, um, and that was gonna happen regardless because there are just so many games coming up. Um, and like you said, there's a little bit of a friendly rivalry between LAFC and Atlanta, so you don't want to lose this game, even oh. though you're coming off of it in a weird stage. You you want to go out and you want to show to them and to in this friendly rivalry, like yeah, we hey we we're the best. That, that had that blank slate and came came into this league. Not you guys. Uh, Atlanta struggles a little bit on the road. I think you can uh, lean in on that, but they have a lot of talented players, um, and obviously they are not coming off the day. We're going to learn a lot about this LAFC team. Yeah. They're not um, having a good, Atlanta's not having a good season by the standards they've set. Uh, you feel like it's going to pick up. They have Thiago Almada. We'll see where his status is. I mean, look, FC Cincinnati sold this, their star Brazilian player, and they're – top of the ladder so yep. i mean i don't think it's going to discourage them because maybe if the timing is right uh you make that sale and uh right now he's very profitable the silly season's coming up max it is I th lfc I th should be involved I, they, I i think that was another thing that you I, read, I thought you were gonna break a story there you're like i yeah. got something no i wish no we I don't wish. break stories here that we have lots of secrets we don't tell you any of them i don't i'm kind of clean slate i'll open up not for max you. anyone want to know they, something they share it with me uh, no, but it, one of the things that it, you well, know, I, I, eleven games between now and July fifteenth. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, the secondary window for MLS. A crack research team. Secondary window opens up July fifth. Uh, July first is when the European windows opened up. So I think there will be a lot of movement. I think that was one of the, that was another one of my takeaways from this is like this was kind of the go for this group. Like things are going to change regardless because yeah. naturally things change in MLS. But I, you know, I, I would just extend it beyond that. Like you said. The hope is that you get back to Champions League next season, right? One way or another, whether the Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, Leagues Cup, uh, there's a lot of ways to get in. But even if they do, and even if they make the final next year, I, there's no way that it's going to be the same team. It's just the nature of the business. And I think that's maybe tough for some people because we're lucky enough to be here. This is a fun team to be around. A lot of great guys. And, you know, winning helps that, obviously. But, like, I'm telling you, the, there's good people in that room. And the fact that it's going to be different 
regardless, breaks it breaks your heart a, l- a little bit. Yeah, it's the reality of team sports, man. Yep. It, it it moves on, and and the the summer windows we've seen with LAFC last year, uh, you can have seismic changes to this uh, this club, and in all likelihood, it's this is a high standard. I, the, the team always hopes to put their players that are here in the best possible situation, and they've said that, and they have. Um, they have practiced that as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, th- th- this is almost like a, in many ways a reset. This league's going to look a lot different uh, mid-July or early August than it does now. Maybe not so much LAFC, maybe. But other clubs, it's going to be a seismic change. And uh, we're, we're all excited about it because this is the time when the European teams and South American teams have a bit of a cleaner break with contracts. and Yes, and it's going like. to be a busy window. Can't wait. Can't wait. And we'll see you. Uh, I was going to ask about Steve and uh, the the changing of the for uh, the, the the calendar, but maybe we'll say that for another day. But he did address that, I'm, and I, I just want to want to say this because people are saying, "Why did he bring that up?" and shouldn't he be talking about other things? He did in the press conference; he was thorough. But if you have an opportunity with all these cameras and mics, and you want to get something off your chest, that's the time to do it. Yeah, you do it then. Yeah, because that's whenever that's when all the eyes are paying attention. Yeah, I mean, and I think a and lot it, of- it went it went viral, so to speak, in yeah. MLS terms and. And I do think a lot of the people, and Who we, knows? we saw in the game, I think a lot of people are making too much of him talking about the regulations and rosters, thinking he meant like spend more money to get more players. I think he really meant depth more than anything. Because yeah. I think that was. Unless he lost a lot of depth at the beginning of the season by well, that necessity was a, of. The, the minutes on these guys' legs, like to get to that, I mean, we saw it. Leon looked fresh. The LAFC team did not. And, and you know. It was my it was my good thing out of this tournament was the fact that they stayed afloat in two tournaments. They didn't pull Sounders and just put all their eggs into one basket, but it took its toll. Um, and I think what he's saying is, you know, just like a little more depth. Yeah, always like that expression. What? Put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. When was the last time? Hey, you man, you put all these eggs in one basket. Thanks, man. Yeah. When was the last time I, you had I, a basket I, I, of I, I eggs? I got my phone in one hand. I don't know. I did anything in Jackson. I'm thinking uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Put the eggs in the basket. Oh, because the the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood right. is in fact English. Oh, it is. No, I just made There's that There's no up. eggs. I don't know. Anytime you see him on TV, he always has yeah, an English accent. We have a little fun here from time to time. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, Nathan Ordaz, who was on the bench. What a thrill. I mean, uh, you got to put the work in. But to go from here to playing for LFC and to getting on the bench in big final, we'll talk about that and his development within the club as well. Nathan is next on Inside LAFC MVP. <laughs> We are back here on Inside LAFC MVP. There you see Nathan Ordaz. We're, uh, you know, of all the academy guys coming through, it's all over LA. Tony's from Long Beach. Uh, we have uh, Eric, who's from El Monte. And you're up here. The, we're not in the valley, but we're not too far. So this is kind of your uh, your neck of the woods, no? Uh, no, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I live like an hour away. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I never mind. Uh, more so north. It's Van Nuys. I thought it was... Van Nuys is deep valley. Deep yeah, valley. Yeah, yeah. LA's a big place. You're a lot closer to home than, say, uh, Giorgio Chiellini. So that's yeah, a good that's sure. a good start. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> he went far for that one. So yeah, to cover my my backside there. I gotta uh, let's just talk about Sunday. Obviously, I know the result didn't go for your way, but to see your name on the team sheet in a Champions League final, um, it has to be like a, a moment where you say, "Look, the work is paying off." We'll talk about the games you played, but this was a Champions League final, and you had a chance to to perhaps uh, get in there and play. Yeah. No, uh, it felt good, you know, because it's a it's a big step from last season. Last season was was tougher to get on the roster because we had such a deep roster with Gareth Bale and everybody. So thankfully, like most most games, I'm roster with the first team. So I'm getting used to like that first team environment with the first team guys and all that. So How- they talk. Sorry, about, but they talk about that to you. I mean, coming into the season, because we, we we got an inkling of and they go, we're going to this is you guys have been working here but this is the year where we're going to lean into you yeah um yeah they let me know i mean like with jordan he came in uh during the preseason he was like look our roster is not as deep as it was last season and that usually never happens with any team you know um so like they're going to ask more of you this season for sure and so i just had to step up and that's what i'm trying to do and how is it different from you so for people that don't know like nathan's out here training with the first team pretty much week in and week out even yeah. last season you were with them so that's obviously a step up for you right you got to yeah. train you got to be ready every day but like then getting to be on the bench like how does that inform you it's got to be even another level just just being there uh, yeah i mean you get to see all the fans that show up and you know uh to see the guys that you train with every day and they're like they look up to them you know so it just kind of like raises the bar for you to try and reach their level 
So and your like level, of, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, let's say last season you trained with the first team, and then you go, okay, well, I'm gonna play a different game, but I'm not gonna be on the bench. There's yeah. got to be another level of preparedness. Like, do you have do you extra things that you have to do because, like Max said, you could have played in that game. Yeah, that's gonna be a different level. Um, I don't think I do anything extra actually. I think because I'm training with like Aaron Long and Mario and Chiellini, I'm getting that work in like every single day. And those guys are tough to beat. Like they're the best defenders in the league. So I think that's like the extra work that I'm getting just by being in this training session with them. That's where it comes. That's where it comes. That's a great point to make. Uh, just going back to the Champions League, because you, uh, you're an LA kid, but you're with Mexico under 20s. You have Mexican family there, and also some El Salvadorian as well. But was, did you have a conversation with your family playing in a, a big Mexican club in this final? What was? Um, uh, no, actually, no. Uh, my, my dad doesn't really watch soccer that much. He watched <laughs> soccer because I, I play soccer, but uh, no, he never watched soccer as much. So he was, he's the Mexican side of the family. Well, I'm glad to hear that because my dad doesn't watch any sports, so I've never been able to share that. So he hasn't really have to share that as much, but here you are and still, I didn't get to be a great athlete, but Nathan certainly did. Yeah, he's a little bit different class <laughs> yes. than you, Max. Yeah. But Leon uh, has a, you know, some like Embrys, somebody that you might be familiar with from like youth camps, right? Some of those guys on yeah, the other side. Yeah, you? he was uh, over there at uh, a couple of the youth camps that I went to with the U20s and I mean yeah he's good <laughs> he's starting so that's amazing for him but like to see that to know like look he's there and I'm here we're, we both raised yeah. the level you gotta, you're probably looking back at those youth camps and being like man we we had some pretty good youth camps out there for, yeah. for Mexico I mean it surprises you with like how like closer you are to everybody than you think you are you know like uh, when before you're pro or like even when you're with like the second team you're like oh man I'm so far from these guys but then like you see like you're at the U20s and there's a guy starting in the Champions League final and then like I'm on the bench Eric's on the bench and it's like it just shows you how close you are to everybody it's, in level really it's, it's also through this I mean, you've, I mean it's a pretty incredible life to have played for these to play with so many guys at different levels different countries uh, at such a young age I was talking you just 19 um, how do you absorb that where you're creating, how do you get the most out of it knowing you're getting, not only training here, but you're going to national teams and you're going to run into people that you that you play against or play with, just building a network for you that yeah. you could lean into? Um, I don't really get how to answer that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, how, it's always about learning things, right? When yeah, you're yeah. Thinking, but do you ever stop, maybe, I'll let me rephrase it, but do you ever stop to say, okay, how do I absorb as much from every experience? Yeah, I think uh, um, you just have to enjoy it, you know, like enjoy like being in each area, you know, even if it's like kind of rough sometimes, you have to just like be like, okay, like, you know, I'm here now, so might as well make the most of it. And then, yeah, you got to meet new people. Like um, I played Galaxy and Eric Zavaleta, he, he was on the, he's on the El Salvadorian national team and I got to train with him before when I was going uh, over there to, with them as well. So like I already kind of, you know, was cool with him. So like that's that was kind of the that networking. Helps, yeah. yeah, and then you weren't cool with it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm glad you brought up that Galaxy game because let's let's talk about your your pro debut is obviously in that Open Cup game. Yeah. Uh, what were the emotions knowing? Like, it's one thing to make a pro debut maybe in a league game, but like this is a one-off. So yeah. what were the emotions going into your pro debut? Um, I mean, I was I was excited. You know, I feel like we were like underdogs because you know we we're the second team basically. Like or 95% of us were the second team, you know, and I played with the second team mostly as well. So, like, I was, I just wanted to kind of prove, prove everybody wrong and show that, like, you know, we got it too type thing. So, yeah. Chip in for the big picture of things. Yeah, exactly. And then you get the payoff by playing in the, uh, in the next round at home. But that has to be pretty fulfilling to say, I and mean, I want to get back to the game against Monterey Bay, but that's got to be fulfilling to say, I have chipped in for this team yeah. moving forward in an important game against your rivals at home. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, like I was talking uh, during media day with uh, him actually, and I was saying like, <laughs> Yuli Roman is yeah. you. <laughs> and um, I was I was saying like I didn't I didn't play a huge part in like winning the championship. You know, I was on the roster, like I was on the team, but like I didn't like help out as much. And like that's like a perfect example. Like I helped out in that. Yeah. And like I'm glad to help out. You still got your ring though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've been you've been brandishing that around town. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I like to say I'm like the Brian Scalabrine of, uh, of the soccer team. <laughs> That's so. pretty funny. <laughs> well done. Great <laughs> reference. Brian Scalabrine even. I know. That's yeah. great. I'm, gl I'm glad to take it. So. Brian Scalabrine is happy, but you're, yeah. that's going to evolve a little bit. But let's yeah. go about, back to that game. We were watching it, and we were just blown away, and then it got to extra time, forced the, uh, to the penalties with a, a, a goal there, and here we are in the penalty shootout. We spoke to Eldon about this moment, and... 
this we immediately say this has got to be such a great building moment for all you guys however it looks like down the road because yeah. you'll say i've gone through this and i was successful in it i will use that put it in my memory banks yeah. uh what do you remember about those early stages and what was discussed and what was the mood with you guys heading into that that stretch um i think everybody kind of knew that like they didn't really expect us to do as well as we did and so like we were I think everybody just had that like underdog mentality of like all right let's go out there and like prove these guys wrong and just you know show what we got as well so and I mean that's what we did like Eldon Eldon was saying the whole time he was like look if we play our game like we could get a win you know and, and we've we know how to play as well so we just wanted to show that really one of the things that Eldon Eldon shared like because he said he was always talking to you guys throughout the whole thing and I'm not gonna lie like he was telling us some of the things he was telling you guys, and we were like jacked up. We were like, dude, we would go out there and like play hard for you. But yeah. uh, not just Eldon, but what are some of the things that some of the, the first teamers have kind of like shared with you? I'm sure, you know, when you, like like Max said, you earned the home game. You yeah. actually did something that pushed the team forward. I'm sure some of the first teamers were like, hey, man, good good on you. Like, well, But what are some things that they've shared with you that's really helped you this season so far? Um, I think it's, it's more of an intensity thing with them that they've shared with me. Like, uh, they're just pushing me to be better. It's, like, on the field mostly is what it is, I think. That, like, on the field, they, they they treat me like any other guy that they would, you know? So, like, they, they push me hard, you know? And I get cracked a lot during training. Like, these guys are good, so, like, it's not, like, easy. And, you know, I'm grateful that they treat me that way because at the end of the day, I'm getting better because of it. What about when you give it back? How does that go? Do you have to be a little sheepish about it and just be like, eh, uh, sorry? <laughs> Uh, I am a little bit, but uh, like the other day um, with Aaron Long, we, we went at it and we were like racing towards the ball. He tried to crack me and I just kind of tripped him. <laughs> I love the and, crack. Yeah. <laughs> so he tried, <laughs> he tried to hit me and I, I tripped him. But then after the training, he was like, Nate, I love whenever like we do it like that because, you know, I'm getting better because of it, you know? That's amazing. Uh, what about Megs? Megs? I, I don't think I've megged anybody just yet. So. But you've so thought, you thought about it? About yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let you, us know when that happens. <laughs> who do you want to meg? Um, Probably Aaron. <laughs> I think me and Aaron go at it the most because he's he's always like on the other side of the of of the teams, and so like I always end up just going at it with him. What a great resource for so many ways. Aaron's a great guy. He's a winner. He's solidified the de defense. But I can't even imagine how he's helping you uh, build your resume, your your pedigree. But he had a tough ascension to yeah. get to where he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. someone you could really look at. Local local guy had to kind of yeah battle to get into that position and maybe it shows you like look there's gonna be some speed bumps along the way but if you want it you can get there yeah, yeah of course yeah if you keep working then you know eventually it'll come what about Ilya? i mean because we we see him here and he, he's always got the the the, the ki kids forget my expression i just say because you're younger than those yeah, guys yeah. but exactly. it always seems like he is bending your ear giving you some i mean eric has told us as well that he's Ilya is parted some wisdom to him that he carries with him um how is what difference has he made to you guys um i remember the maybe the second or third day of preseason he was like uh he said we're not gonna get mad at you if if you like play how you play but like if you play scared then we'll, we're gonna get mad at you and i was like okay like i get it you know you have to play confident you remember and, that huh? yeah. yeah i think that was the biggest thing he's told me and, and it really like stuck with me so yeah i think that was that was a lot and he's always positive he's a great guy as well how did going through the levels prepare you? Because you obviously LAFC Academy, then you know you're with the second team with the lights, and yeah. then two, and now you're, you're now Real you're SoCal, right? At the beginning, so yeah. 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 So that kind of was the gateway. So yeah, uh, it's LAFC SoCal Youth now. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, um, I think every, I think I've struggled at every level, and I think I've like done well at every level so far, you know. And um, I think that's just, it's kind of just persevering through each level, you know. It's not like looking past the level so far, and. That's what I had to do in the academy to, you know, get looked at to, to get a, a contract with the first team, and you know that's what I'm trying to do now. You know, it's, I started off at the bottom of the totem pole, and I'm just trying to. Is there work something my way you up. you can point to about the way that LAFC does things that does kind of prepare you, especially? Because when I look at it, and just I mean, you don't have to answer this part of it, but I look at it like if you're you, you're an attacker, yeah. and you look at you come to LAFC games, you see Carlos, you're like. Man, how am I gonna break into this team? So is there is there something about the way that they did it that because like it, I I I don't think we can undersell it that you breaking into this team is it's regardless of depth it's a big deal because LAFC yeah. spends money on attackers. Yeah, um, I don't know if they they did anything in particular to be honest. Uh, I think I, I had to like work really hard in order to to get like my uh, to get looked at. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean. 
the fact that they signed me with everybody that they already had, you know, it, it just shows like they, they respect what I can do as well. Then maybe I'll frame it this way. What, in your mind, what was the biggest challenge that, that you had to, you keep saying looked at, but was there something in your game that you felt like you had to take it to the next level? Yeah. Um, well, like when, with, when we had Las Vegas lights last year and the year before that, uh, a lot of like my friends that in, while I was in the academy were, you know, going up with, with the lights and I was like, damn, like, what am, what am I not doing? You know? And I thought I was doing well, but clearly I wasn't doing well enough. So, um, you know, my dad told me, he said, be so good that they can't, like nobody could deny how good you are, you know? And so that's what I, I started to do. And like, I was top goal scorer with the UPSL during the UPSL season. And, you know, you can't deny that, you know? So, and then they started looking at me from there, I feel. I admire your patience and because I know it, being young, you want it to happen, but it seems like you've handled these steps each well and learned so much from it. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you speak like an, a, 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 someone much wiser and older than you are. Yeah. No, I mean, I sound patient, but I mean, obviously during I, the time. I get it. You know, no, because like, I know it's hard to be, yeah. it's hard to be patient, but yeah. uh, you've, you've soaked it all in. Um, just you, there's a little Carlos in the way you play. I was just the way you could dribble the ball and uh, um, who are those, some of those guys? Maybe not with LAFC or guys that you enjoy watching play that you may model a little bit after. Um, I, I I look at a lot of uh, center attacking mids because I played center attacking mid during like that's what that was a, my original position, you know. And then I don't have the greatest stamina, so they put me on the wing because you have to run less. But and then now here I have to run more as a winger. But um, so I looked at Marco Royce. Um, Guti, Ozil, I, li I like those guys, like the guys that are just like on a different level mentally more than like physically. Um, but yeah, I mean, thankfully God gifted me with like being fast and like being able to dribble and stuff as well. So I, I try to like put both of them together really. Kind of makes sense actually, because yeah. I, I, when you played that Galaxy game, I actually remarked that I thought you stood out and I, I, was, I was very interested in the way that you played that game. And one of the things that, was, that I really liked was you were demanding the ball and coming short, which was kind of that center attacking mid to you. But the flip side was you were also trying to get stretch, stretch yeah. to the defense. How has that been for you? Because like you said, now, now <laughs> as a winger, you're like, I'm running more. What is going on here? It's like, yeah. how has that, that transition been? Like you want the ball at your feet, but you got to be direct the way the game's going. Yeah. Um... I mean, I like running, but I like <laughs> I like I like running forward to ask for the ball. But like these guys are super athletic, you know. The higher level you get, the more athletic they're gonna get. So you have to kind of like mix it up more. So uh, you know, if I see an opening to go forward, then I'll go forward. And yeah, has that been like what what has what is the next progression for you? I mean, you've now kind of cracked the rotation to where you're starting to see some minutes, and yeah, yeah. I think we'll start to see more as fixtures get congested, but it, you, when you sit down and you, or even when coaches sit down with you, what is the next level for for you? Um, like in a, a technical standpoint? Or? Technical or a, whatever, whatever you think is, is gonna get you to the next, next stage. Cause like right. we keep saying like you keep progressing and you keep being undeniable, but there's gotta be something, there's a next, yeah. there's gotta be a next level, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I need to score, I think, you know, I'm a forward and at the end of the day, like you could do all these great things, but like scoring is what, you know, that's what you get paid to do. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I have to start scoring. I think that's like a big step into like getting more minutes and then, you know, hitting next level as well. You know, and I'm, I'm playing striker now. So like, especially as a striker, okay. you know, you have to put the ball away as well. And then how has that changed? So you're center tagging mid to a winger, yeah. to a ring, winger a in a professional play, setup to, to playing in striker. Like, how are you, yeah. how are you changing your game to play striker? Oh man. It, I mean, I'm still changing. I'm still trying to find it. Cause I started during preseason. That's when they started putting me at striker. And, you know, I had Murillo and Aaron Long and, and Daniil and Chiellini on my back. And I'm just getting, you know, hit and hit and hit. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm still getting <laughs> hit. You know, like it, it hasn't stopped yet. But um, the forearm shivers. kind of. Yeah. Hurt. But I'll tell you, like, it, it's helped me because, you know, when we played Galaxy or when we played uh, against Monterey Bay, like those guys aren't Chiellini. Those guys aren't Aaron Long. You know, so it's like it's almost like it's harder at practice in a way than, mm -hmm. than in the game. But they'll still kick you. Yeah. 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 Ice baths will become your friend. No. 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 I don't no? Do like, ice yeah. How do you, what do you, What do you do that? You got a lot of guys kicking you. Yeah. Uh, I do. I'll do the hot tub, but I won't. I won't do the ice bath. Are you, <laughs> are you, for me. Are you putting out those heavy weights like Duenas is? We coming out. He's like walking around with his shoulders out. <laughs> yeah. They started me on, on uh, doing that as well. I'm not. I usually don't do gym, but you know, if, if that's what they want me to do, then that's what I'll Good. do. Messi doesn't do a lot of gym either, so you're, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> that's uh, what he tells them. Messi doesn't do a lot of gym. They're like, excuse me? But I was going to say, the profile of player that you are, there's not a lot of, that are coming out of the U.S. that kind of play that. We're good at creating certain players, and 
you just said it. You know, I could be a striker, I could be a winger, I can come as a creative midfielder. Yeah. Have, did you find challenges of trying to express yourself that, of those kind of players? Um, what do you mean? Like, uh, Wait, or, or, do you, have you seen a lot of guys that kind of fit your profile? Or, uh, I mean, Carlos yeah. does. But he's, he's know, not a yeah. young American player, a long yeah. LA player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of I, I chose that play style. I chose it really, and obviously, like I'm I'm physically gifted, thank God, you know. Um, but my dad says, you know, it's an entertainment uh, business, you know. So you have to be entertaining at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I have more conversations that, like that in the households. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what Max is saying, you're, you, the U.S. doesn't develop players that are naturally they, gifted they, at MLS dribbling. brings in players that do what you do in yeah. many ways yeah. from the exterior. Yeah, yeah. Talented beating players 1v1. Like, is there something about LAFC that has allowed you, like, I, I feel like they, LAFC is one of the places where they're like, no, we'll take you. If you if you dribble, that's what 100%. we want. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're the most entertaining team, like, in the league, like, period. There's not really a question about it. So, like, they want guys that go for it and, like, get the fans out of their seats and all of that. And that's what I, I try to, you know, be. We'll leave it at this. Uh, you've gone through a lot, and you've absorbed a lot, and you're going to continue to do that. There's uh, the next Nathan Ordaz, maybe somewhere in LA, who looks to follow in your footsteps. What have, from what you've learned, would be advice that you can confidently give that said this worked for me? Um, I have to think about that one. Um, Probably get, get affiliated with LAFC. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good too. start. Um, I say just know what type of player you want to be and, and, you know, be it to the best where no one can say that you're not that player, you know? Great answer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's be honest with yourself and do that. Uh, Nathan, we're just, we're thrilled to, A, to have you on here and to see you develop. It's really exciting and we'll uh, we'll be along the ride with you too. And join us any time here, man. Yeah, I want to see you when you're like 30 years old and you're like, well, uh, let me tell you about a story when I was... Uh, Playing at Benfica and the uh, whatever. Yeah. We'll be dead. <laughs> Might be sooner than you think. Nathan Ordaz joining us here. Uh, one to root for. Local. Done well. Uh, we'll see him a lot more here. Second half of the season. Make sure you check us out. Inside LAFC MVP. Rate, review, download, subscribe. Tell a friend. And we'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm.